All right, now it's time to talk about our brand new sponsor, Peloton. Jason, ah. you're a big Peloton guy, right? I am a big Peloton fan. Everyone loves them. One of my favorite things to do is walk on treadmills. So I'm, I've been chopping at the bit for this tread. Is this real? I swear to God. Kylie and I ordered it probably a month ago. That a boy. Way to pump it up. Yeah. Well, 92 percenters, whether you're like Jason and trying to get in shape during retirement or just trying to add a new challenge to your training, spring is the best time to get started. Just in time for summer, baby. Warmer days are coming. How about that? That's right. Peloton's varying class lengths allow you to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add 10-minute core session at the end of your metrics-focused class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your goals. And there's also a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, marathon training, all created to grow your skills. Plus, Peloton Entertainment lets you work hard while you watch harder. Catch all of your favorite teams and streaming options like NBA League Pass while you power up your training. How about that? Get a head start on the summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. And I would advise getting a major head start because they are backordered. They are running out of these things. <laughs> Can't make them fast enough. Selling like hotcakes. When are we going to start the show? Are you going to go? Hey, uh, I'll jump it off. You want me to jump this shit off? You want me to jump that shit off? It's time to start the show. Give the people what they want. Welcome back. 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 Man, I'm way off. Can we cut all these welcome backs? Yeah. Welcome back to New Heights, ladies and gentlemen, presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment, brought to you by our friends at Fireball. Fireball. Cinnamon Delight, the number one pound for pound. Undisputed champion of the world. As if uh, whiskey didn't burn enough, let's put cinnamon in it. Oh, yeah. Mm. But it's so good. We are your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big brother, Jason Kelsey. He really doesn't even like the Flyers. He just lives in Philly. And uh, yeah, new wow. episodes come to you every Wednesday, but nice. are uh, coming to you on a Thursday this week because, um, yeah, we came out with the um, New Heights Live episode on Monday. So yeah, subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast and follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights Show with one S. And you'll find out uh, when exactly every week or whenever we're coming out with new episodes. Jason, talk to the people. Let the 92 percenters know what's coming up this well, episode. First of all, I would like to push back. I do like the Flyers. Flyers. I was uh, very good friends with Claude Giroux, Scott Hartnell. Dude, a lot of Claude the guys. Giroux. Yeah, Claude yeah. Giroux. I thought Claude Giroux was going to punch me in the face the one time I met him. What happened? Does he always have that look on his face like, I'm going to punch he's, you in the face? He's got some scrappiness to him. He beat Connor Barwin in an arm wrestling. He challenged me. And... Uh, your whenever elbow's a smaller, already gone. Well, whenever a smaller guy challenges you to an arm wrestling competition, my first inclination is to say no, because it's kind of a lose-lose situation for the big guy. Either you're the big guy just beating a smaller guy, which is like, oh, you know. Good for you. Way to go, big dude. Picking on somebody smaller than you. Or you lose, and it's like, huh, you just lost to the little guy. But <laughs> he asked me enough times, and eventually I got drunk enough to say yes and got him. But then he beat Connor. He's, he's, Ooh, he's scrappy. He's scrappy. stronger than Connor, huh? What arm wrestling? God, yeah, that's crazy. I would have thought with your elbow history, you would have been a gone. Well, this, is, this was years ago. Fair enough. Shout out to Claude Giroux. Why don't you uh, tell everybody? 
Shout out to Claude Drew. Why don't we uh, why don't we tell everybody what we got coming up this episode, brother? Yeah, we got a huge show, as always. We're going to discuss some of the league updates coming out of the uh, spring meetings. And we're going to recap the live show Yee-hee. and announce a huge contest we got coming Uh-oh, up. Oh, we got more at we the got shore. More surprises for oh, oh, down at the shore. Down at the shore. Which shore is that? Uh, the Jersey Shore. The mm. one and only. The, the only only shore we'll, we'll ever refer to as the shore. The shore, yeah. I mean, there's more shores. It's a yeah. lot of shores. Yeah, but there's like, only one. There's shore. nothing like that Cleveland shore. You know what I'm saying? That's that, I don't know if that's that lake a shore. Is a lake? Can you have a shore of a lake? There's a shore. Mm, that's a great. When you're coming question. shore, a shore is that specific to the sea? The sea, the ocean. Hmm. I'm gonna say ah. Uh, you're going to say, ah, I'm ah. Gonna say, ah. I don't know. No, you know what? I think it's a no because the Ozarks have more shoreline than the state of California. How crazy is that? Lake of the Ozarks has there more shoreline. Well, and I've heard hey, that saying before. So it's got to be common knowledge for you there, folks. Go to the Ozarks. If there's a good way to gauge uh, the English language, it's off of the Ozarks in Missouri. Uh, okay, new news. <laughs> Still top five sports podcast, depending on uh, when you're looking at the charts. Um, that's all we got in new news. So I guess we'll get straight to the fan mentions of the week. <laughs> new news, not so new. Fan mentions of the week, ladies and gentlemen. The live show reactions. You gotta love it, man. We had it. I actually had a blast watching uh, the the live show over again. Um, didn't realize that I did a lot of the stuff that I was doing during the live show. I guess uh, once that camera. <laughs> Once the light turned red on that camera, I just uh, turned it to another person. Hey. Yeah. Let's get to the, some of these fan mentions, man. Um, look at some of our favorites here. How about a little uh, Tingle My Berries? All right. Very classy Ew. there. Tingle My Berries 2133. It's amazing seeing this show turn into what it is. Yeah. No, honestly, that was uh, that was far from a sports show uh, that yeah. we had uh, out there in Kansas, Kansas City. I don't Music even Hall. know. Is that a compliment or... That can be taken a couple of ways. I mean, it says amazing. Anytime anybody says we've done some amazing things, I think it's always going to be pretty positive. You think it's positive? I don't know. I, I mean, if it depends on the context. We went further than their imagination. So that's an amazing shit we just took. But compliment is that? A, yeah, that is a compliment. I'd take yeah. that as a compliment. Yeah, big shits over here, boy. It's an amazing <laughs> bald spot you have. <laughs> Dude, at the same time, if somebody's amazed, I think it's a positive reaction. Yeah, I think there's, I'm trying to think, what's the right context? It exceeds your expectations or imagination. Yeah, but if the expectation is gone in the opposite way, it's exceeding like it in a negative way. Like what? That's an amazing ass whooping you just took. That's positive. Yeah, I could take an ass whooping. All right. I mean, you're bringing up fair points. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving, baby. Dirty T. Dirty Cow 35 at Dirty Cow 35. Such a great time. My buddy got hit in the face with a t-shirt can and went to his house. <laughs> Came out. Tony G. Tony G, you hit somebody in the face with a t-shirt can? He well, was okay. Say, it, see, he finished the him. tweet. Finished the tweet. He was okay <laughs> and had a good laugh after. Nice. Nice. Well, thank God we didn't have to call the EMTs because those things were coming out hot. Yeah, we need to check the video on this. We didn't. It doesn't say Tony was the one firing it. So I wonder. Yeah. Who was firing it when Tony was coming out? Dirty Cow, if you could, you could get us that because Jason was, 
He was a yeah, loose yeah. cannon. I would right love to now. know if I hit somebody. He was a loose face. cannon there. Score! <laughs> in the first. <laughs> that was my guy, Rob Riggle. Um, yeah, let's keep it moving. Walmart owns. At Walmart owns. Pretty sure yeah. Stone Cold Chris Jones is going to fight Mahomes uh, in practice after seeing him use that entrance music. Um, well, that entrance music was our idea. And. Um, there's nothing more the uh, electric than Stone Cold shatter, like the entrance yeah. shattering glass. So, and Pat being the Texas gunslinger he is, I felt like it made sense. But uh, yeah, if anything, Stone Cold Jones would be honored and be happy for Pat with that kind of entrance. Yeah, that glass they get him pumped up. That glass breaking entrance is iconic. Is the iconic way to interrupt whatever's happening out on a stage. Like you want to <laughs> what what. It's a Texas rattlesnake at Big Heavy seventy six. Honestly, that version of Jason, bald, half naked, and <laughs> angry and armed with a t shirt cannon, is what we should send to represent Earth from the aliens. That's actually a pretty. I mean, yeah, Dude. I would love to see Jason against an alien. I'd pay to fucking see it. I think yeah, that would I mean, be listen, especially dressed as a bearded baby in a diaper. I mean, chances are, you know, aliens would be so advanced mentally that physically they probably are going to have de-evolved by that point so we're probably dealing with a very weak physical opponent yeah i think does that make sense it does i think um so i think that i i think i could take an alien they got to fit in that spaceship so they got to be pretty small right doesn't make sense to have big old aliens (laughs) (laughs) who knows how big aliens get man i don't think they get that big dude I think judging, the ones, judging, judging we'd have to ask the, dad. The we'd have to ask dad. Have to ask dad. Yeah, dad. I think dad, dad's the foremost uh, expert on yeah. alien size and stature. Big Ed and Bob Lazar. I'm going to ask Bob. I think Bob said they were. I'm not asking Bob. Bob. I'm not asking that quack. I'm not asking that quack. I think quack. Yeah. Guy's full of shit. Until he's not. Until he's not. <laughs> Dolores Pruce, 573. Next live. Next live show needs to be in Philly, and I'll what? tell you what, I'm uh, I'm down for that. I think it's only fair. I think it's only fair. We're gonna do uh, if we're gonna do one in Kansas City, we should do one in Philly. I think that makes sense. As a matter of fact, when you we think? were at the uh, Wells Fargo for the Sixers game, one of the attendants or people working for Wells Fargo came up to us and floated us doing a live show at Wells Fargo. Which, oh my, if we, dude, if we could do that. Is that a bit ambitious? That's very ambitious. ambitious. Are you fucking kidding me? Just saying. I don't know. What is that? Twenty five thousand? I would assume. That sounds a lot of people in there. Yeah, they're all showing up for a live show. Twenty one thousand. Okay. I mean, you know, we put if we can get Jalen to come. (laughs) 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 You got a chance. We might make it happen. Ooh, who would the guest be? Um. What do we so we had we yeah. had a couple teammates. We also had Roger Goodell. That was a that was a pretty big sign. That was a pretty big grab. Um Roger who else big. did we have? We had a few teammates. Uh ex Philly legend you would need. We had a ex Kansas City legend in Tony G. So maybe Allen Iverson? Oh my god. If we got AI, that thing is definitely getting sold out. Right? Yeah. Well, that's how you do it. You get dream big kids. Yeah. I mean, 
AI. Man. AI. Doggone, that would be a little legendary. Jalen Hurts. Talk some football. AI was a high school QB. He was nice. Seen the highlights. Yeah. He was a dog. Because all NBA guys could probably translate to the football field. If you ask Jason Kelsey, um, who else yep. would you need? You would need like some sort of like actor or um like TV show superstar. Well we had Stone Street. I know Miles Teller pretty good. He's a Philadelphia <laughs> guy. My man Miles. <laughs> Maverick. There's yeah. so many other roles, but god damn, he killed that one. He did. Yeah, no, Miles is a legend. I prefer Whiplash more. Whiplash, I mean, I love that movie. Ah, God, that was a good one. You know, it was another good one was uh, War Dogs. Ah, that mm. was a good one, too. Yeah. I mean, he's a beast. Yeah. He kills it. He kills it. I like uh, Always Sunny would be good. Danny DeVito. Whew. He has no connection to Philadelphia, but he's a. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Charles Barkley. Charles, Charles Barkley. dude. <laughs> How one. can we forget about, dude? Yeah. Talk about gift of gab. Not many people yeah. better than Sir Charles. No, there's not. There's not. I don't know if you like, you could tell me there's one person better than Chuck. You better start calling hey. some people because no, I brought I'll, the damn house down in Kansas City. All right. I mean, we had, I had Tony Gonzalez, the greatest tight end ever, ever to play the game. Where are you going to get in Philly? If you want legends, <laughs> you go for Nick Foles. Tricky Nicky, man. Hey, the only uh, quarterback right now to own a Super Bowl trophy in the Eagles uniform. Although Jalen sure tried his best. Yeah, I think Nick has a a very cemented legacy in the Philadelphia lore for multiple reasons. <laughs> yeah, if you guys uh, might be interested in a Wells Fargo uh, <laughs> stadium show with the likes of any of those people, uh, give this video a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, double, double yeah. click it. Double Beep. click. Give it a double click and uh, we'll get it going. All right now. Let's hit No Dumb Questions, big dog. We asked you guys to send us a new batch of No Dumb Questions, and you guys delivered. Not right now. No Dumb Questions is brought to you by our friends at Accelerator Energy Drinks. Accelerator gives us the sustained energy and enhanced focus to give you guys not dumb answers to your not dumb questions. No Dumb Questions, how many holes does a straw have? I mean... <laughs> it's just one hole, man. I don't know why this... You gotta... We can't do like... The standard, there's a hot dog, a sandwich, there's a straw. How many holes does a straw have? We're looking for a little bit more innovation than this. I mean, clearly straws have two holes that are connected Shut in the, the middle. I think up, everybody Jason. knows. You're ridiculous. You don't what? even believe that. You don't no, even two believe holes. that. It's, two holes. it's, it's one hole. What makes it one hole? That it's connected? So it's, so it's one <laughs> no. hole? No, it's just one hole. There's not... Just because it goes all the way uh, through, starting to finish doesn't mean it has two holes. It's one hole. So if you, if you have a hole that's open and it's going Mm -hmm. straight, yeah, and then it curves to the left, and then you have a hole that continues goes like you have a straw, and then you have another open end that goes to the left. That all (laughs) just just one hole. You're changing the question. I'm just just asking. What is your definition of a hole? A definition of a hole is that <laughs> there's a start and a finish to the hole. There's yeah. there's no, nothing breaking it or stopping it. So if it's just if there could be multiple ends to the hole, but it is one hole. So if you have a straw that's continuous and then it has four other shooting points that come off of it, that's all just one hole. Like a groundhog, like an ant 
hole is just hole. a big old it's just hole. one hole one hole yeah i think it's preposterous i think it's ridiculous <laughs> and i think that was a big think much that, you're right i think a bunch I think of scientists has one this hole. is the thing i think this is the thing this is the thing this is why completely different, this is dude. this is why i hate these types of questions but this because is, the, you change the entire question i'm gonna explain straw, to you how why is a straw two holes if you would allow me to talk i'll explain why is it be- Explain this is yourself. My, this is my problem with these questions. The only reasons they exist is for people to come up with arbitrary definitions and be like, Got, "Gotcha, it's one hole." Even though you take the straw, you go one, two, it's fucking two. All right, it's a hot dog it's a sandwich. Hole. Would you ever call a fucking hot dog a sandwich? No, I don't give a fuck whether. Oh, it's it's in between two slices of bread. Okay, if you told me, "Hey, I'm That's bringing you a sandwich," and you the came same to me, argument. If, if this is my whole point, it's semantics. It's stupid semantics. But everybody knows if you talk about a sandwich, you're not talking about a fucking hot dog. And if you're talking about a straw, it has this end one and hole. this end. It no, has one this end hole. and this end. You look at it. There's a hole right there at that end. You look at the bottom. There's a hole at that end. It doesn't matter that there's a connector in between. It does a door. You, you fucking walk through the door. Like if I open that door and then I open this door, now I'm just living in a fucking hole. Yeah. No, I'm living <laughs> in a fucking house and that's an entrance and an exit. And that's an entrance and an exit. That's two fucking holes. There's one hole in a straw, Jason. You can look through no, it. It's no, one I, don't, I don't care whatever your fucking scientist buddies come up with or whatever anybody looks buddies. up on Google. Yeah, because I, I hang out with a bunch of scientists. All right, let's do this. You're in the middle of the straw. You're in the middle of the straw. Yeah. All right. You're, I'm, in, you're, I'm in the middle we, of a we, hole. We make I'm in the a, of a big. Hole. Let's go this way. Let's go I'm this in way. In the middle of a hole. What do I got? We make a big straw around you. Okay. Not, yeah. You look up. You look to your left and your right. Are you seeing one hole or two holes? Look to my left, look to my right. Like, oh my God, I'm in a hole. No. How did I get in the hole? <laughs> this is preposterous. That's if you're in crazy. a cave, if you're in a cave, you're in a cave and it's got yeah. multiple exits, are those yeah. all just it's all just one hole? I'm gonna look around and be like, I'm in a cave. This is crazy. Listen. I'm not gonna think that there's a hole at the end of the cave. I'm gonna be like, Don't this is let the cave. these a cave ridiculous. Is than a hole. This is the problem with these. These are stupid questions because they come up with. Oh, yeah. Jason. There's no dumb questions. Hey. Moving on a to the next question. A taco's a sandwich. A fucking uh, a burrito's a sandwich. No, a taco uh, can't a strong- be a sandwich. I'm just saying. This is where you go into these semantics. Everybody knows what a fucking sandwich is. Yeah. Everybody knows what a hot dog is. It's not a fucking. If you if you Ask for a sandwich and somebody brought you a hot dog, you'd be pretty fucking like, what the fuck is this? This I asked for a sandwich. Is a is a burger a sandwich? Huh? I think a burger's a burger. I don't get into the <laughs> semantics of it. I'm not gonna go into is it a sandwich? We all know a sandwich when we see one. That's a burger. <laughs> a hot dog's a hot dog. I'm not gonna go into, well, what classification is it? Or hey, does this straw have one hole, two holes? Like if it's a silly straw, does that count as one hole? I'm not getting into all this. It's I, it's got this end and this end, and both of those ends has a hole in it. I don't give a fuck what happens in the middle of it. Two holes. <laughs> we spent enough time on this. All right. Fake Nanny J. Fake Manny J. Who are the top three movie villains of all time? We could go any direction. Are we talking horror films? Are we talking action movies? Are we talking yeah, comedies? I mean, what are we talking look, here? I mean, I think all can... my villains are going to be based off of comedy and action movies because I'm not a really big horror film kind of guy. Sure. Um, it's too easy, too. It's too obvious. 
Freddy Krueger? Yeah. <laughs> nah, well, yeah, no shit. Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. Cool. All right. I hope they don't come after me. Do we go top three? Top three. Uh, okay. My number I mean, one. Uh, number Joker. one. I'll, I'll go for Joker? No, I'm going. Joker's definitely You're top three. You're fucking throwing me. a superhero villain at. Come on, dude. What do you mean? This is an unbelievable role. Yeah, if you wear makeup, you can't be considered a great villain. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your villain. Go ahead. Who are you going with? We'll go back. Ernie and McCracken. Ernie McCracken. Ernie McCracken. That's a good villain. Yeah. It's a good villain. I think he's got some of the best liners you could ever think of. He, he, it's, he's cleverness. He's got deception, mischief, talent. He's got it all. And he's, he's got, got, I mean, he's got the look. He's got the look. Especially when the hair gets going frizzy and like kind of at the end of a bowling match, like he really looks like he's the villain. Who am I going with next? Uh, since you're going comedy, I'll go comedy. Uh, I'm going white. Goodman, Global Gym, Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller, nice. I actually think that's not Ben Stiller's best villain. Villain. Damn, that's a good one. I know his best villain is in Heavyweights. uh, He was. Yes, the same character. (laughs) It's just with kids. It's better though. The lines are better. Not. How you doing, little Tony? <laughs> the plot, the, whole, you, the whole movie is iconic. There's, there's, oh, there's only one of those movies out here. All right. I love Dodgeball. I think maybe it's just the nostalgia of heavyweights. I think that's a better Ben Stiller villain. Either way, Ben Stiller is a villain. I will. Agree. I think we should just give you. You should just take Ben Stiller. Just as a take, villain. I'll just take yeah. Ben Stiller. You take him in both of those. You can take him in Happy Gilmore as the evil uh, nanny sitter. You can take him. Oh in- my gosh. <laughs> this dude is one of the most iconic villains of all time. I'm trying to think uh, of what else he's been a villain in. Uh, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Ben Stiller is a villain. Good take. Good take. I'll go uh, Willy Wonka. I must be missing something. What are you missing? He killed a bunch of kids in his chocolate factory, Travis. Jason, he did not kill a single. Not only that, they all, but he had, they're all. Not only shit. that, but he kidnapped a bunch of Oompa Loompas and has them working in his fucking chocolate factory. I'm out on the. Willy you see Wonka is one of the. Oh, he's crazy. one of the most notorious. You see the way those Oompa Loompas dance and have fun in that place. They fucking Listen, love come that on place. Now. They definitely signed up. They don't have thing. a choice. They don't have he, a choice. They don't have a choice yeah, because the kids need candy. No, because nobody's allowed to leave the chocolate. Factory. So Santa, Santa's holding a whole bunch of elves hostage up in. There's no the rule Pole? that if the elves leave, you're calling Santa a villain. No, there's there's a clear rule in the the Willy Wonka the Chocolate movie that you can't leave the factory. That's the I mean, he, it's explicit. Yeah, that's not Didn't an explicit rule of either of, way of, of Santa. Santa's employing a bunch of elves that wouldn't have jobs otherwise. He's just providing labor and paying for it with sugar. Who was my last villain? Who did I have as my last villain? Oh, one of my favorites of all time. Dr. Evil. Doc- oh, dude, that's a good one. Dr. Evil is a legendary villain. Um, He's even got a miniature throw in. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, I love those Austin Powers movies, <laughs> those man. Are so, those are electric. Girls. I, I love those. Dude, they were so much fun. I, I, I think I watched one the other day, the one with, uh, with Beyonce. Damn, which one was that? Oh, was that one? I don't even uh, know. Beyonce was two, I think. Yeah, Pretty sure. gold member, gold member, gold baby. member. Yep, that's it. Number three. That was number three. Wow. Damn, there that? were some good we're ones off. before. 
This is I do know that one was a trilogy of all time. Gold member was with Fat Bastard. I do remember that. Yeah. Damn, that was a good one too. So I still have one more left? Yeah, you got one more. I I mean, I got to go Ivan Drago. If he dies, he dies. That's lame. Why is that lame? It's not a good villain. He killed Apollo Creed. Do you have no fucking heart? (sighs) No. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. Not for Drago. Well, you would have heart for Apollo. He's the one that died. I think um, we need another Rocky movie. Because, I mean, shut the fuck it, it united the everyone. Fuck out of here. It united everybody and ended the Cold War. And I think you know, <laughs> we need more movies like that. If you can change, we can change. All of us can change. Was it? If I can change, you can change. We all can change. Yeah, whatever. You need to change your villain is what you need to do. Because that last one was pretty buns. Hey, you're over here naming the Joker. Real original. Yeah, the fucking... The big guy in Rocky movie, Heath Ledger, won awards for that. Heath Ledger, he did. He did. No, Heath did a great job. Heath made a terrible superhero movie somehow spectacular. <laughs> it's a legendary villain. See, moving on. What's our last? Uh, no dumb questions here. What is a piece of your uniform you are required to wear that you feel has no purpose and you Thigh pads would and rather pay? Top pads and knee pads. <laughs> Didn't even fit. I couldn't even finish the uh, sentence there. Um, yeah, no, I love wearing thigh pads and knee pads because that's uh, typically where I'm getting tackled. So I'm definitely wearing those. Um, and I'm not fucking wearing the little tiny knee pads neither. I'm wearing them big old things because I got big knees. Hey. Um, make sure I stay protected out there. Always protect yourselves. You know what I'm saying? Mama always taught me that. What else? Uh, what else? Oh, the freaking the mushroom tops. Get the fuck out of here with the mushroom tops. The, the, hot the preseason, pads? no, the preseason. Uh, oh, the freaking, uh, uh, helmet tops, pads. Yeah, get the what? The, what are we fucking doing? <sighs> I mean, what well, are we listen. doing? That looks. It feels so fucking stupid. It looks yeah. completely fucking stupid. Like, why yeah. do? Why are we it's putting more thing. pads on? Why are we putting more pads on? The helmet isn't safe enough. Is that what you're telling me? Helmet isn't safe enough. Yeah, that is what they're saying, actually. It's safe enough in NASCAR. I think it's blasphemy. Blasphemy if you think that shit is making the game safer for us in training camp. I think we need to fucking get (laughs) gone with them things. And, um, yeah, I'm going to really push it to the limit on uh, not wearing those. um, So, Oh, I I hope you get by it. I just hope I don't get fined for not wearing it. I don't think – I think somebody is doing this with the idea that it's making it safer. So I understand. Um, I just can only speak from personal like anecdotes. I think your head bounces more when you hit with it on. Like when you hit with that on, my head feels like it like ricochets more. That's what I'm saying. Before we keep going, we need to shout out one of our sponsors. Ooh, which one? Fireball. <laughs> I love those. Yeah, man. Who doesn't like a good fireball? I Luke Kang style. Sometimes mm. you just got to say, Right down the face hole. Right, right down the gullet. <laughs> Fireball takes any event to the next level. Winning the big game, even more electric. Getting drafted, even more electric. Oh. Or even interviewing your own head coach. Extremely electric, but kind of nervous. Yeah, yeah, he, he's got that effect. Fireball's iconic cinnamon flavor. It tastes fire and goes down easy, making it the ultimate crowd pleaser. 
That's why it's the number one shot in the country. Mm, what I really like about those fireball shooters is that there's no shot glass needed. <laughs> Who needs a shot glass when you can just crack that baby open and shoot it back? <sighs> Jason, you big fireball guy? Huge. It's the number one shot in the country for a reason, Trav. Is that right? That's right. Just crack it and enjoy it. You can purchase Fireball wherever you get your fine spirits. Mm-hmm. All righty. We also need to shout out one of our sponsors, and it's the one you see us drinking all the time. That's right. It's uh. Accelerator Active Energy Drinks. There you go, Trev. I finished knock mine. Back. Wait a minute. Those back. things are freaking good, man. I love every they single are, flavor, too. Good. If you've been looking for something with zero sugar, yeah, been looking for that for a while. Heard that's yeah. pretty good. Uh, get enough sugar good. in my life. Um, that gives you sustained energy. Man, yeah. I could that good's too. I, that's I, good, I love, too. I love getting electric. Yeah. Uh, also, that gets your metabolism going. You always have metabolism. a lot you of good things. That, you got to yeah. get that metabolism going to burn some calories. And keep, I think that's a positive. Get that energy high. A lot of a lot of health benefits getting that metabolism going. That's right. But also that gives you enhanced focus just to record a podcast or anything that you need to get done right. throughout your day. Anything, even like a marathon or anything else really extremely hard mentally. This right here, accelerator active energy drink. It's a lot of good things all wrapped into one can. Man, God damn, these things are good yeah, all around. Are. Even the flavors are amazing. Jason, what flavor you got? Uh, well, I... Earlier, I finished uh, Starberry, uh, and then I finished, or I'm all Starberry's on delicious. Berry yeah, what is Starberry? Can we talk about that though? Because a lot of them are like combinations of like two different things. And this one's Starberry. What's Star? Star is just letting you know you just got all your favorite berries in there, baby. Oh, it's a, it's a very berry delicious drink. Hey, well, I, I finished it quick, and it got me through the episode. All right, man. Sometimes after I drink it, I just feel it in my plums. Clench my butt cheeks. <laughs> All righty. Accelerator Active Energy Drink is available nationwide. You can purchase it at any Quick Trip or Target. So mm, two big stores. Out. If if you're looking for zero sugar, sustained energy, a metabolism that's fucking lightning quick, and enhanced focus, do yourself a favor. Go to your local Quick Trip and get yourself some Accelerator Active Energy Drink. Let's get to some bold topics that wrap up this week in the NFL offseason. Not really a lot going on in the offseason uh, at this point in time. We did get some updates on um, some of these NFL spring meetings and maybe some of the rules that have been changed or enforced coming up this uh, 2023 season. The NFL has approved and flexed scheduling for Thursday night football games from teams getting 28 days notice. So as long as there's 28-day notice that you're going to play on a Thursday, uh, you can get flexed. And that's effective on week from weeks thirteen to week seventeen. Which is pretty crazy. Which is you know, that you, I guess you only get two Thursday night games. We get one max, Thursday night game, but you get now, two max. Now you can have two. Yeah. Now you can have two, and you and you can't play two road games on Thursday night. So that's kind of the okay. uh, deal there. Yeah. If you get flex, <laughs> yeah, a lot of. Uh, intricacies of this new rule change and how you get flexed as we've talked about before i'm a huge fan of the thursday night games i'm a huge fan of them even later in the season too yeah i listen i am all for games being played on thursdays because that means we have walkthroughs during the middle of the week and we don't practice and then we get three days off after the game 
You're and so players, lazy. You're players so that lazy, are, dude. well, it's not about laziness. It's about helping my legs recover and getting fresh. But players that are okay. anti-Thursday night games are just looking to make headlines. There's no fucking chance anybody with half a brain cell is against Thursday night games. I heard some quarterbacks say that they don't like them because of the, the game prep and they have to stay up later and they have to work harder mentally. Yeah, but the other team's doing the same thing. But yeah, I get that. I mean, quarterbacks do have to put in more work. I can see that, I guess. But I like it. I like having less mental reps because I feel like I'm kind of old and have seen more. So I'm I'm good on that. <laughs> you old dog. You. Hey. That dog going to hunt, though. That dog is going to hunt. Yeah, we'll see. It's good. Right. For, and the other reason I'm a fan of the Thursday night games getting flexed is I just like good football being on primetime TV. I don't mm, want to turn my Thursday night them. television on. And have to watch. Those are some of those games game. last year were buns. It was bad. It was oh, bad. Man, they were. They were. I buns. like watching good football. And Thursday night is one of the few nights that I get to watch football and just enjoy it as a fan. Let's get some good freaking matchups. That's what All I'm right about. now. All right now. What else happened in the uh, spring meetings? They passed a bylaw originally proposed by the Detroit Lions, allowing hey! teams to dress a third quarterback. <laughs> oh, the Detroit Lions proposed this. This is bullshit. You don't like this? Dude, this is such bullshit. So the, so just because of what happened in San Fran, all right. Well, that's why this is interesting that the Lions uh, proposed it because – They're basically saying if San Fran would have had a third quarterback, they would have went to the Super Bowl. That's what this means. Uh, I think they're just saying this that is it would have This been... is what they're saying. They're like, well, if they, yeah, if they would have been – they would have had a third quarterback. It would have been a game, and they would have lost. So I mean, when they were down to their second quarterback for the game, I think it was going to be struggles. But in general, I don't like watching football when quarterbacks aren't playing quarterback. Like when you're yeah. – when you're put in a position where receivers or in already injured players are playing, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of this. It actually used to be the rule. The rule used to be you could dress a third quarterback and it didn't count for your active roster. And at some point they changed that around the time I came into the league. So they're kind of going back to the way the rule used to be, which was I think everybody had the idea of, hey, Nobody wants to watch football without somebody who can throw the ball. <laughs> Let's just – I think everybody <laughs> likes watching the football when people can throw the ball. Um, so yeah, well. I, I'm a fan. I think it's a good rule. I know that we got put in a similar situation in a playoff game. Jimmy Kemsky yesterday reminded me of this. Shout out to Jimmy. We were playing the Seahawks in a playoff game. Carson Wentz goes down. Uh, then we had Josh McCown come in. He tore his hamstring, and he had to finish the game off with a torn hamstring. I think I remember because, this. Yeah, we were about to put in Greg Ward, I believe, at quarterback. Man, <laughs> talk about a dream come true. This thing's yeah. really shooting down my dreams. That's why I don't like it. Ah! Man. That's why you don't like the rule. You want before, to play quarterback. Before, whenever Are you Pat, the three? Whenever Pat went down, I felt like I was like one snap away, man. I was just so one it, snap away. Let's play hypothetical <laughs> before this rule existed. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure Coach Reed answered that question when he was here. I am, I am not the emergency keeper. <laughs> <laughs> There's right. something about my decision making with the football in my hands that uh, I don't know. I don't know if Coach Who else Reed. Do you likes guys that. have that could do it. Blake Bell, Big oh. Twelve quarterback. He's nice. he's he's actually on. He's got a he's got a nice little game against against I think Oklahoma State. The belldozer leading them uh, in a two-minute drill, throwing some uh, throwing some balls all over the field. That was uh, mm -hmm. it's always fun watching that. But yeah, I think Blake Bell is our our guy. If uh, if unfortunately, knock on wood, all the QBs go down. 
We know he can run the quarterback sneak, so that's one play in the bag. <laughs> Damn, he could do that. Belldozer. Yeah, he had a lot of the Wildcat options at uh, Oklahoma. Nice. NFL owners table the Eagles proposal to create a uh, fourth and 20 alternative <laughs> to the onside kick. Man, you guys really want to go for it on fourth and 20. Just ruin yeah, your I chance mean, to I, win, listen, don't you? Yeah, we really want this rule to be in effect because uh, – They've been pushing for this one for a number of years. It didn't get voted down. It didn't just get dismissed, but it's uh, going to be further discussion uh, is going to be needed for that one. I think oh. I, I like it. Okay. I like it if it's like desperation. I don't like it in the middle of the game. I like it under two minutes. If you need it and it's there, get out of jail free card, make this thing interesting. I'm for it. I don't think during the game it's a it, I don't think we need that. I'm not a fan of it because it's so out of left field. I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. I could see it being cool. I think that they should, the easier, like the reason this exists is because it's so hard to get an onside kick because of how they've changed the kickoff rules. Yeah. Like get a run and start. So I think the logical way to fix that is if you're doing onside kick, you're allowed to get a running start. Like just make that, like just be like, hey, the game's on the line. We're going to let these guys get a running start and have a chance at an onside kick. Because yeah. I think onside kicks are exciting. I like the onside kick. <laughs> let's let's put it back into. <laughs> Dude, you right? want to talk. I mean, it's the most concussed play in all of football. <laughs> hey, listen, game's on the line. If there's a time to get a concussion, it's that time. You know, hey, you want that ball back? Don't say it. <laughs> I'm just saying do what you gotta I mean, do we got a guy that's we got who a wants couple, it more we got about five or six guys that are willing to do it man so who I wants it more it. no i i just i think that that's the easier fix just let there be one time where you're allowed to have an outside kick is you're trailing beneath like a certain time in like the fourth quarter right like there should be some like benchmark and then it's like, all right you want to do an outside kick go for it you can do it and the guys can get get a 15 yard start however far they want to run Imagine a forty-yard start. Hey man, I, I think we need to bring back the onside kick instead of bringing up these other. Rules. Get our guy McCafferty back in pads. Oh, Kylan! NFL owners have approved a proposal to spot the ball on the twenty-five yard line on a fair catch of a kickoff made inside the twenty-five in the goal line um, or in the end zone. I think this is absolutely stupid. I don't think this is making the game safer. I think it's making it more boring. And um, taking a lot of excitement out of the out of the game's opening play, um, this is whack. Yeah, but I'm not. I mean, I'm, we're I just getting know. closer we're and closer <laughs> to getting rid of special teams. I mean, it's like what do we? The only thing left now is punt. Like, I don't. When is somebody not going to fair catch it and take the ball to 25? Unless it's just a really bad kick, right? I don't know. Yeah, unless it unless you're just squib kicking it and you got to return it. Yeah, or I mean, like maybe if it was like a a windy day and it was bad hang time and a short kick, you'd still return it. But the vast majority of kickoffs are, it's going to be even exponentially higher now that it's going to be a fair catch touchback, you know, no return. Boo. This is whack. And it's taken away from the excitement of, of a kickoff, man. I love watching kickoffs. I just don't know. What are we doing it for then? Like, what is the, we're just going to have guys, hey, I'm going to run 80 yards for no reason, and then we're going to start and drive. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so dumb. I mean, like, what? 
We're just going to do everything for show. And here's the ceremonial kickoff that's not going to get returned ever. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. Hey, you, like, hey, you 10 guys, go run down the field. It just and then deflates get- the excitement of, like, the first kickoff. Like, everybody used to, like, oh, boom. And everybody yeah. runs when the ball and it says boom when it gets kicked off. And it's exciting. And then you see that first live contact. Guys, are you hear it? Everybody's just running full speed at each other. <laughs> Heads are banging. Guys running full speed at each other. And the guys get clotheslined. It does a backflip. And you're like, football! This is electric! Yeah. And you're just going to fucking turn it into 25-yard yeah. line. Let's uh, get the quarterback out here. I think at this it's point, so just wh- put the ball on the 25-yard line and start the game. Like, we don't need the show <sighs> of a potential thing that's not going to happen. It just takes away from everything. It just immediately deflates you. Yeah. Well, I, I just got deflated thinking about it. I'm not. I just think we should just start at the 25 yard. Let's just get rid of it completely. And put guys, just to be put guys uh, out of work, but just to let you guys know, we're not the only ones that think this. There's a lot of special teams coordinators and players around the league that oh, yeah. we're against this. Of surprise, course, surprise. special teams coordinators are against this. Yeah. See their jobs slipping out of their hands. I don't know. What can you do? I guess we can just bitch. <laughs> guess we can just tell the world how we really feel on our podcast new heights don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and follow us on social media platforms at new heights show with one s um tom brady has finalized a deal to buy a minority stake in the las vegas raiders from hey. owner mark davis why didn't he do this with Kraft and the team he won six super bowls with maybe Kraft didn't offer him an opportunity to buy it? That's crazy. You don't let the most, what is it, the most uh, decorated NFL football player of all time get an opportunity to get minority stake in the team that he pretty much did it with? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, I, I think me, I don't understand why. Like maybe he just <laughs> maybe that guy, maybe that guy just loves Vegas. You know? No, I, I mean, you know, listen, these owners don't get to be owners and billionaires Stop. by giving up ownership in their team to players that do a really good job. Like they, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, it is weird. It's definitely weird that he's now an officially, he's an owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. It's still subject to NFL approval, I guess. Oh, ah. that's fine. I, I thought it was, gonna, the deal is just fine. They're not going to approve Tom Brady. <laughs> Well, I mean, and we can't let players start having ownership here. We got to yeah. well, nip this in the bud right now. He's surprisingly the third player that's got ownership in the NFL. Um, uh, who else? Do we know the other? We, we, no, I looked him up. Never heard of him. I would also assume that they're like played in like this, the 60s, 70s or like the 80s. Like I don't remember. I didn't recognize these dudes at all. Um huh. Shout out to those guys, though. I mean, shit, they're on an NFL team. You guys are doing pretty damn good. Are you guys going to do this when you retire? Are are we going to do this when I retire? Um, I think you have a better chance. to think that we would have that opportunity. You got a better chance than me. Um, I have a better chance? Yeah, I think you got a better chance for sure. You're the mayor of Philadelphia, dude. There's Listen, they don't (laughs) – there's no chance they're offering a percentage of the team. Yeah, no, there's no chance at all, but there's a or a, chance. Or a chance that I can even afford it. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Talk about, I mean, talk about like a four, six it's billion dollar organization. It's minority ownership. I mean, what, you how, 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 much minority, you think is, how much do you think Tom is putting up? How much do you think Tom is putting up? You think he's putting up like a hundred mil? How much do you think he's putting up? I mean, 
You think it's just like six figures? He's just throwing a little fucking hundred thousand in there, a couple no, mil. You no. think it's got to be mil, son? You don't. It's got to be mil. It's 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 yeah. in the sevens. It's in the it's seven, actually. It's probably. It's, Oh, I probably eight, seven digits. Well, it's, it might be you nine. It might be nine. You think it's nines? You think it's nine? You think it's a hundred? There's no fucking finance way. it. It's at least no fucking way. It's a hundred mil. If he goes a hundred mil, I mean, he's getting a legit stake in this. That's what I'm saying. It's minority stake, which is a uh, hundred million is not going to be. That's um, still minority. Got it, dude. A hundred million do, of like it. a five billion dollar organization. I'm processing it in my head as I said it, and I just sounded dumb. like one percent right. of five billion. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Carry oh the decibel. God. Carry the decibel. One percent of five billion <laughs> is fifty million. One percent of five billion is fifty million, right? I think that's right. Way to carry the decibel. All right. So I guess, yeah, I mean, he could be still minority stake probably for seven figures. Yeah. Because 50 million is 1% of 5 million. Damn, man. It's crazy. Yeah. And uh, who knows? Maybe the Raiders organization is more than $5 billion. $5 billion. That's crazy. Um, I bet they are. I mean, over in Vegas. I, I mean, who knows? But, dude, that new stadium they built out there in Vegas, that's going to. So do you think that since. He's the owner, and it's he just retired last year. You know what I mean? Like he still played last year. Does he and the new rule change, and now you can keep three quarterbacks? Is he the third quarterback? Because (laughs) the roster spot is it doesn't count against you. So I he just dresses every game as an owner. That'd be pretty good. He's Mario Lemieux, that thing. I'd be interested to Michael see what, Jordan, the, thing. what the actual stipulations of this are. But this could actually mean that Tom Brady is definitely retired and not coming back because I don't think you're allowed to be, be an, owner and play. an owner and an active player. Unless you're like, I don't an think active you would player leave. on that team, I think, I think you're golden. I don't even think then you'd be allowed to because that'd be a – why wouldn't – to get away with like salary cap – like things, why wouldn't you just give up a like a very minority stake in the team? That's a good point. I'm gonna yeah, bring I don't that think, up next time I get a contract in Kansas. City. I don't. Like, well, I, hey, I think that the NFL has already thought this a, out, and I think that that's there why you better can't way do it. to do this. You just give me ownership. Yeah, I'm. I'm you can pay me like just pretty a dollar positive. a game if you can give me ownership of this shit. Pretty pretty positive. Tom is not allowed to come back if he is an owner, um, which is big news. I guess it's big news. Yeah. Well. Let's keep this show on the road. Jimmy Garoppolo just can't get away from Tom Brady. Ah, God. Yeah. This guy is How about crazy. that? How about well, that? All right, bro back. Rookie signings. All right. As we have seen this past week and I guess the week before, a lot of these rookies have been signing contracts. Officially <laughs> a lot of money their status as an <laughs> NFL player. Money, money. Money, money, money. <laughs> money. Yeah. Rookie minicamps have wrapped up, and now we're waiting for training camp to officially open. So I guess we thought we'd share, I guess, our rookie signing stories, contracts. I mean, all right. I don't we got much to officially show I got a that. little bit. I, got I guess it's bit. public knowledge anyways. It's 1,000% public knowledge. So, yeah, I was a six-round pick, and at that time, the rookie minimum was $365,000. Damn, that's crazy how much it changed in two years. Well, not just that, but, dude, it's – more than I'm saying because it, yeah, no, I'm saying that's yeah, it's gone up almost. It, w- 50 it went up to to seventy five grand. So it's three sixty. Yeah, I was about to say three sixty five, 
It was four four oh five my year, so it went up just about oh, four twenty yeah, or something. Twenty 40, something every year. Twenty twenty five. Well, it was four oh five and it was three sixty five, it went up forty thousand in two years. Right, cool. I think Either now way. it's like almost it, I think it's officially double that. Yeah, it's up in the six hundreds now. Yeah. Three hundred and sixty five thousand dollars is my rookie contract. I got a ninety thousand or a sixty thousand dollar signing bonus. I guess I should know that. Sixty um, grand, baby. God, maybe it was God. ninety thousand. I got sixty after taxes. Nice. Maybe that's what I remember. I forget. Nice. Either way, you had sixty bones in your in your uh in your bank account. I did. <laughs> And Man, the first thing I bought had to felt good. What'd you was do? Where'd you go? a pickup truck. Ooh, what, what kind? In particular, the first one I bought was a Ford F one fifty. Now I'm I'm partial to to Ram uh, trucks as I have a dealership, uh, Steve Biddy and Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. That's pretty good. That's uh, so pretty I've been good. driving the the Ram twenty five hundred Cummings diesel engine since Ooh, then. But yeah, my first truck. You. I always there's two vehicles I always guy. wanted. The two vehicles I always wanted to own in life was one, a pickup truck, and two, a Jeep Wrangler. Hmm. I don't know okay. why, but those yeah. are like the two, like some people wanted, uh, you know, sports cars or high end, I don't know, whatever. Those Man. are the two that I always wanted. I never, I guess I remember you third. had them both. You had them both. Ooh, who's the third? Who's the third? The third that I want now, and I'm trying to talk Kylie into it, but she's not biting, is a minivan. Or why, conversion. Why would van. she not bite on a minivan? She, They're the best. She, I think she she thinks she's too cool. And I'm trying you, to bring what do you her. Tell, you're around. talking about like a you tell her like a sprinter van. The sprinter van is too much. That's un, that's not necessarily cool. It's too much. It, that, that's I mean I would do a sprinter van too. Those things are badass. But yeah, I think you can, um, you can customize those things. <laughs> Bang for your buck there. Um, no, I think good the, use out of it. I'm talking about just a, a Dodge minivan. Like dude, car seats getting them in and out with like a normal door. There's a reason the minivans are, are high sellers. Big I'll tell you what, man. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed Dodge Caravan, the, baby. Dude, the first car <laughs> I ever drove was the green Dodge Caravan we grew up with. And ladies and gentlemen, this isn't your fancy two-door back door board. This is one sliding door <laughs> on the passenger side. <laughs> you got one entrance in the back seat, baby. There ain't no running away from mom and dad. Without getting out that exit. At one point in high school, I, me and my buddies were going to a house party. And um, we thought it would be a good idea to uh, – well, we didn't think it would be a good idea. We're going to a house party. We put a bunch of beer in the minivan. And we're driving to the house party. And all of a sudden, I hear this coming from the engine. And me being the mechanic, I'm like, all right, there's something caught in the engine. Okay. And I notice as I go faster – the, it goes, the speeds up. And I'm like, what are the chances if I just floor it that whatever's caught in the engine will spit out the side? <laughs> that was my logic. That was my logic brain working right there. And it goes, and I'm like, holy shit, it worked. It fucking worked. And I'm cruising. And then I go to turn the vehicle. I had. No power steering. And let me tell you, <laughs> oh. minivan loaded up with a bunch of dudes and a beer. It was hard to turn that sucker in high school. <laughs> and uh, that was the end of the green minivan. 
had a legendary Then I graduated to the purple minivan after the green minivan. That purple minivan might have been better, man, because that got handed down to good old me. And um, the purple minivan was uh, a much uh, more up to date model. Yeah, yeah. I've had some. uh, I've had some legendary moments in the purple. Yeah, the cassette tape. We had the cassette tape with the. the cord coming out the cassette. So you, can, <laughs> you can plug Hell your yeah. iPod. Ooh, the original iPod. God, God, we're really dating ourselves right now. I, I, I didn't, I didn't say anything about my rookie contract. For those of you that don't know, I guess it's different now. Now we get paid biweekly. But at that time, when I was a rookie, it used to get weekly checks. And this is when you used to get like a physical check, and on the end of it, it had <laughs> no, a receipt. Before a digital, you would rip yeah. it off. And I tell you what, I was. This is the most money I've ever seen in our life. I was more, more money than our parents had seen. This was like crazy to me that I was getting paid that much money to play football. And then I saw Jason Peters' game check, <laughs> and I realized this dude made after taxes more in one game than I made the entire season pre-tax. Like I was like, dude. Hey. And guess what? And I was like, in my head, I was like, he's worth every everything, every single dollar. <laughs> Maybe one day I could be like Jason Peters. And now you are. (laughs) I'm still not. When I was a rookie, it was crazy. But anyways, uh, I'm doing good. What uh yeah, what was your rookie <laughs> what was your rookie contract? Um so when I came in, like we said, it was four oh five was the the rookie uh, minimum. Minimum. Um yep. and which for those of you that I guess don't know all rookies. every draft pick every draft pick makes rook- league minimum. I don't know if it's every single rookie. correct. No, that's true. It's true. Is it at least it was then, when I came in league. And then the signing bonus is what changes. Yeah. So if you're drafted in the first round, your salary is the same as the six round guys, the free agent but guy your, that came in, yeah, or the free agent guy. But your signing bonus is what the what changes. So go ahead, Jeff. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, that was a good point. And um, I was slotted in the uh, first pick in the third round to get eight hundred and something k. So I ended up seeing roughly like. I think it was six, close to six, five, five hundred, six hundred K. That was your signing bonus after taxes and everything. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, it was. That's pretty it was good. good. It, was, yeah, it was real good. I don't have it's a big difference between third I round. Have, six only round. thing I really got uh, left or to show for that money is a pair of uh, some of my favorite shoes. <laughs> and, well, yeah. Uh, what did you spend it on first? I know you. First thing I did, I had my eyes on a pair of size thirteen yeah, Nike it. Air Mag Marty McFlys, the coolest shoes that I'd ever seen in my life. You bought those your rookie year? Yeah. As soon as I got my check, I immediately went online and sourced them. Well, um, I got I had a, a feeling Europe, the first thing you were going to buy was something clothing related or shoe related. Because I mean, that's I mean, dude, hey. Travi got swaggy, you know. I mean, he, he got, got all swaggy. The- <laughs> okay, but okay, um, I, uh, yeah, no, I um, I had always wanted those shoes, man. I've always been a big Nike guy, and then you know, yeah. watching uh, Back to the Future so many freaking times and seeing you know what the Nikes look like in the future and the fact that they were you know anti gravity. Yeah. Fucking goddamn, these things were sweet. Self tying. Oh man, it's funny because I didn't think that was your rookie year, but somebody came up to me. And told me that you had bought those shoes, and I looked them up and saw how much they were. And I remember being like, "What the fuck, Travis? You spent all- <laughs> like, like, spending cheap. that much money on they shoes?" Cheap. Yeah, I was like, "Listen, I got, I got a lot, to, I got a lot in the bank account right now. I was just spend fucking ten grand on some." Which shoes I don't right know now. how that guy found out you had them because you hadn't like posted. It, I don't think on social. I think he was just like big into the shoe 
game or something like that. And he maybe oh, you bought him from somebody in the Philly area. I might that that's might, what it was. That might be what it was. I thought yeah. I got him uh, from overseas, but I, I might have got uh, some other kicks yeah. that I'm thinking of. The Red Octobers. I still got those to show for it too. Those are uh, uh, Yeezys, Nikes, and Yeezy first. Or for those of you that don't know, the, Travis yes, has an entire bedroom. <laughs> bedroom. It's called, it's called a closet. Well, yeah, I guess in your old uh, apartment, it was a bedroom. You're right. God damn, you got a good memory. I didn't realize you had ever even seen that room. Yeah, Taking no. my beet juice. All yeah, right, no, man. in your old, uh, in, in his old one, it was, a, it was a bedroom. Now the closet is just the size of a bedroom. Mm-hmm. But I mean, boxes and shoes, I mean, that's a tall ceiling in there too. Like yeah. what, it's like a, I don't know, 20 foot ceiling probably. Yeah, my closet right now. Yeah. Yeah. At least. And it's floor to ceiling, nothing but shoes. It's insane. You should have you ever done an MTV Cribs? No. It's like an it's like an no. MTV Cribs style. I, my house is so fucking messy. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah, I would but never that, be able to do You should just do the up. MTV Cribs closet edition and do your closet because it's All right. it's, it's impressive. I mean, I'll show off some of my kicks. I got a bunch and, of I got a bunch of heat in there, man. I got some classics in there, man. One of my favorite things is just come in there and just take stuff. <laughs> That's where all my so all my comfy shit's going. Yeah. God damn it. Um, yeah, so that was my first purchase. Getting you back for taking my Ford F-150. I'll tell you what. <laughs> taking it? I didn't take it. You gave it to me. Somebody else took it. All right. Um, what else? Uh, first thing I bought was the shoes. What else? Uh, I just, I, I have, like I said, I have nothing else to show for that first check. And I felt yeah. so fucking stupid. Um I remember you asking me after like my sec- first or second year, like, "Hey, what are you doing with your money?" And I'm like, I, yeah, "I'm yeah. kind of broke right now." I'm not you, gonna lie. you didn't have a great answer. Nope. It was kind of a, uh, uh, "I'm going to change the subject, and we're not going to talk about yeah. this." Right um, now. I'll tell you what, man. I um, I didn't realize that it was you. You get your uh, you get your check. You get your signing bonus. I got my signing bonus before the season started, and you get yeah. your game checks every week. So after the season, you're, you getting paid, you're not getting paid no. until, you know what I mean? until no, this, this arguably is a big issue. August yeah. the next year. And that's, yeah, I was running around. I was, I was damn near dead broke. So coach Reed made a, uh, we had a kind of a veteran team and um, yeah. this is, this is crazy. So I'm not going to say who used to do this, but um, okay. I might've done it once or twice. So, rookie year coach Reed comes in first year in Kansas city veteran team weren't great the year before i'm gonna say weren't great but some things happened where the reason why they weren't great uh two and 14 had a season. Great defense two I, and 14 you, I mean, season yeah was, they had, a, they had their a, defense was stacked they uh there's the offense was yeah wasn't wasn't fantastic but they uh they went two and 14 and um missed the playoffs unfortunately yeah. and uh so every single game was at one o'clock and coach reed came up with this very veteran like uh kind of strategy to get guys motivate guys to play even harder on sundays that if you win on sunday you're off on monday and tuesday is already your off day victory monday so you get victory monday all of a sudden you play on sunday at one o'clock you're out of the game by five and you don't got to show up until wednesday at 8 a.m pretty and nice that's i mean that's that's good that's you get sunday night off monday night off tuesday night off and then you don't got to be mm-hmm. in until you're basically so, playing a thursday night game but basically that's exactly <laughs> what it is you just got to run around on wednesday so uh some guys yeah. decided to start taking uh jets all over the place after a sunday game and not showing up till wednesday at uh 8 a.m um oh, mighty, don't say that mighty. you freaking snitch <laughs> no i didn't Tra- say who 
And I might have I might have been a part yeah. of this. Yeah. <laughs> Snitching on himself. Man, this is the reason why I lost all my money in my first year. Might have went to Vegas or Florida on one of those off days and uh, enjoyed myself. But yeah, no, the dumbest thing I ever bought with my rookie money, um, bottles in the club. That was the dumbest thing. I should have never fucking did it. I, uh, I spent way too much money in clubs and I was avoiding the rent lady because I was so stupid to uh, agree to all the, all those bottles. So um, rookies yeah. out there, don't get caught up in buying bottles and sections, man. I'll tell you what, it's the fastest way to lose your money. If you get yeah. caught in that, if you get caught in that world. It can add up quick. I mean, I'm glad you brought up the. I don't know if I'm glad you brought it up, but like the 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 pay per game was an issue. It was so much of an issue of exactly what you're saying, where rookies don't realize that once the season was over, you weren't getting paid. This was a very big issue, and that's why the league switched to now it's every paid over the course of a thirty. Every game is paid over two weeks. Yeah, so it gets paid out over what thirty four weeks, seventeen times two or is it 18 times two if the bye weeks included anyways that's why that changed is because a lot of people were uh not realizing that, that those checks were going to stop i was one of those guys knowing all of this now uh do you have any advice to new rookies i will say this man once i um i was always against like kind of money managers or people telling me what to do with my money so that's why i didn't just jump into a financial advisor from the jump but yeah. um after i realized that i needed someone to help me with this it was one of the best decisions i made was getting a financial advisor and it's and, and you don't have to have a million dollars in the bank to get a financial advisor you can just have however much you you are making literally however much you're making whether you're 60,000 is your sign-in bonus or you don't even get a sign-in bonus you're just getting game checks yep. get a financial guy get somebody that can help structure that shit um yeah. there's no fucking worse feeling than uh than not being secure financially and um especially when you're making as much money as uh we are at this age in the league um it's pretty embarrassing actually so definitely yeah. go out get somebody to help you with your finances or at least help you um you know, line that shit up, man. Yeah, I think if we're just talking from like a financials perspective, which I think is kind of what this whole section is about rookie signings and how much these guys are now entering into a world that they, I guess some of this is changing because in college now guys are getting paid. So it's not like guys are like when we got paid, it was like, I ain't never been paid like this. I ain't never seen this money. Seen money like this ever. Yeah. But I think, um, yeah, I'll echo what you said. I think it, that's a lot of faith to put into somebody. I think a lot of people are hesitant to seek financial advice, mm -hmm. unfortunately, because of that. They've, it's it's a that's a that's a vulnerable state, kind of in in a very important part of your life, right? And it's hard to input that or instill that amount of trust with another person. One thousand percent. I know the feeling, but I think that without question, whatever the percentages that they're getting, especially early on, it's good to have somebody who is knowledgeable too, yeah. about budgeting, who is knowledgeable about investing, who's knowledgeable about the stock market, bonds, you know, whatever it is. It's a great idea to get that person on your team. As a rookie, you'll find out you need people on your team. You're, you're in that portion of wealth right away 
and you need these people around you to one manage everything, but also to that you can you, get advice on. And if they're good, they'll tell you like, Hey, we need to scale this back here. And like, this is where we should be right now. You might be different down the road, but you know, for where you're at right now, we need to be here. And um, you typically have that financial guy. I would encourage everybody to get in contact with a tax professional Ooh. to make sure that you are taking care of that. Cause they will be on your ass. Yeah. Those, those are the right two now. big ones. <laughs> those are the two big ones from a financial perspective that you need to get figured out very quickly and get in contact with your, uh, your local or your team's uh, player development person or other veteran guys to figure out um, which people are right for you. That's kind of my advice. Well said, if you brother. don't have, if you already don't have people uh, ready to go, I said it once. I'll say it again. Best decision I ever made, man. It's an important person to have for anybody, and they'll save you money. They're going to end up making you money. Uh, and yeah, next thing we got to talk about is the Ocean Drive <laughs> show coming to the OD, baby. Kind of teased it um, on Twitter. Somebody asked about, hey, maybe you guys should do a show down at the Jersey Shore. Or at the All Ocean right. Drive. I mean, I guess we will. I have an annual event with Eagles Autism Foundation uh, that we put on at the Ocean Drive. The Ocean Drive is a bar in Sea Isle, New Jersey, that has been willing and able and has donated money to EAF. Each and every year we've done it. This will be the third year. And um, it's just a great event. A lot of people show up. Trav was kind it's, enough to come last year. It's so year. much fun, man. And, you know, everybody's just ready to have fun. We're, we're drinking. We're raising money for a good cause. Um, and that's the name of the game. This year, we're going to do something a little bit different at the event. The guest bartending portion is still going to start later in the day, but Trav has to be out a little bit early. Ah, so sorry. we're going to do. Sorry, guys. I won't hey. be able to serve some drinks to you guys, but I'll have some in the morning with you. <laughs> we're going to do a new Heights show on the scene in the OD that morning. And at the show, we are going to have our first fan competition. Ooh. That's right. I'm announcing it right now. We are going to do the first ever New Heights Beer Bowl. The Beer Bowl. Jason, beer Bowl tell them what 23. The beer bowl is. You got to tell them what the beer it's bowl is. It's a competition is. involving beer. Yes. We are going to compile a 16-team tournament single elimination, so it'll be one event per round. That's all you get. You get one shot, baby. This NFL style, baby. The teams will be two people. And we're going to start compiling this list now. So if you're going to be in the New Jersey area on June 28th and think that you should be in the competition, we need you to send us your team name, a video of why you think you are qualified to be in the Beer Bowl. Gosh, this is going to be so good. Your partner, you and your partner's names, obviously. Uh, your team name, your your team theme. Because we, we want this to be done right. And you will be accepted based on, one, your quality of drinking skills displayed in your video. Two, your creativity of your team name and theme. And uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And uh, please be 21. Uh, you have to be 21 to enter. That's true. Yeah. We're going to be drinking alcohol. So good point. Please submit that to either at New Heights Show on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff with one S. Or email us at newheightsshow at gmail.com. Dude, are we in this or this is fans only? We're going to be hosting the show. We're going to be doing play by play. Oh, so and this is why. Oh, all right. Right on now. Right on. But now. I mean, I think maybe 
there's a place where we do some type of competition with the winner of Beer Bowl. I think that kind of makes sense. I think I have to get involved. You know, I'm just I love I love to compete any way I can. We'll figure compete. that portion out. Would love to. The winner of the Beer Bowl will receive the first ever New Heights Trophy. Ooh, I can't wait for you guys to see this fucking trophy. If you think the Stanley Cup is sweet and you think the Larry O'Brien's sweet or you think the Vince Lombardi's sweet, the Vince Lombardi's pretty pretty sweet. Wait till you see the New Heights. I'm just going to call it the trophy right now. I'm not going to. Are we telling what it is yet? Um, we still need to have a design. We we all know right, what it's going right. to be. We know what it's. Gonna We're going to wait to disclose. But I will tell you this: it's not going to just be a plastic trophy. We're making a legit trophy. This Probably is going gold. to be. Legit. I think we both feel it should be. <laughs> I think it should be solid gold. gold right? One hundred was solid. Yes, very solid. So it's it's going to be. There's going to be some money in this. The winner is going to get a pretty high. I don't want to say the dollar amount yet because we don't know how much the trophy is going to cost. We'll release that at a later date. Uh, but I'm glad you brought up the Stanley Cup, Travis. Why is that? Because Larry was kind enough to visit last week. And um, I got to put this hat on. I feel like I got to be flyered up for this one. This week, we got another trophy in the house. Shut the fuck up. That's why you're wearing the... God damn it. I mean, it might be It might be what both is it, of our number you're ones. East Coast? Listen, we can't trust you with trophies. You're fucking ridiculous. Ladies man. and gentlemen, I hope you're ready. <laughs> We are about to present to you the trophy that we both rated as the number one trophy in all of sports. It's what we idolized growing up in Cleveland, Ohio, playing hockey. We all wanted to hoist this at one time or another. Never in my wildest dreams did I think it would be in my day. ridiculous, dude. Travis, get ready. I present to you the Stanley Cup. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Dude. Look at this. This is so ridiculous. Oh my god. Lord Stanley? Lord Stanley is in the house and I got to say it's even more glorious in person than you could ever Dang imagine. Name it. You yeah, can't even picture. Dude. It, it's you got to be here in person. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> we got to be gonna here. We got person. my man, Mike. As, as everyone knows, there is a crew that is always with. Unbelievable, oh, man. There's a crew that is always with the Stanley Cup at all times to ensure that no shenanigans happen unwitnessed. Uh, so uh, we got my man, Mike, here with. Is, is your is, This is all because I slammed a replica. I don't get to experience any of this. This is ridiculous, man. You're in Kansas City, Travis. These, these trophies live on where the people live. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a low blow man yeah are you you're officially with the national hockey hall of fame i yeah i work for the hockey hall of fame in toronto yes and uh i've been the keeper of the cup for the last 24 years okay keeper and, uh, of the cup that's a great title me. man that keeper is a great title cup. second best job if you can't play in the nhl you might as well look after the championship trophies there we go so can you tell me what are the rules right now that we are embarking on yeah. what what can i and yeah. can't i do so the rule is, Jason, you, you can put your arms around it, you can hug it, you can kiss it. If you feel the need to lift it, you have to go win it. Ooh, I can hug I like this? That. You can hug it. I can, you can hug it. it right now. Give it a hug. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Give it a big hug with your Flyers jersey on. This is fun. Is it lucky to wear a Flyers jersey? Keep your dirty fingerprints. That's, what, that's why I wear the white gloves. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Don't put those fingerprints on oh there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I can kiss it? Show you off. can kiss it. Oh what? Flyers are up it? here somewhere. I got to find I know, right? Flyers are up there. 74, yeah. right? Yeah. Right here. Right over this there. Guy, there we go. Oh, they're back to back. Can we drink out of it? Dude, 
Life made. You got to have a winner to drink out of it. Life made. <sighs> yeah, that makes ah! sense. We had uh, we did a thing with uh, Eli Manning uh, last week, and he had to get Brad Richards, who won the cup with uh, Tampa Bay in 04. Brad and him are friends, so Brad came in and poured a beer in it and let uh, Eli uh, drink out of it. So he should have had a Stanley Cup champion here. We could have had a beer out of it, but next time, next time. So those are, you can only next drink out of it is if you've won it before. You have to have a guy that holds it who has wanted to grant you a drink out of the cup. Gotcha. You can't just put a beer or a drink in it for yourself. Oh, wow. Guys eat out of it, too. Like, they'll have cereal in the morning, maybe a little ice cream Sunday in the afternoon, and a few oh adult gosh. beverages in the evening. You're telling me guys that have won it in, like, the 70s, they see it, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to take a chug out of there. Oh, yeah. Like, they can still take it. Once you win it, you're... Lifetime privilege. That's... God damn it. That's so cool. See, we don't have anything cool like this. Why can't the NFL implement anything like this? With the Lombardi. Like, what... So, what is the... So, each player gets... That wins it in that year... Gets to spend an entire day with it, or is yeah, it no, it's yeah, yeah. Most guys get a day, and okay. it's wherever you live in the world or wherever you want to bring it. Oh my gosh! And so, on any given summer, we're literally around the world. Uh, Cup's been to thirty-four countries in total, and uh, like we're literally coast to coast in the United States, coast to coast in Canada, and then uh, over in Europe, mostly the Eastern Bloc countries. But uh, yeah, we could do five, seven countries per summer. What was the rowdiest place you've been to while with the cup? Like, like you are like in your head, you're like, man, I'm the keeper of the cup. I might lose this thing. <laughs> uh, there's a few incident, uh, uh, things that come to mind. Russia, the first time I went there, that was pretty wild. The, the amount of fans that showed up and uh, just, you know, tens of thousands of people coming out. That makes sense. I remember one time in Colorado, uh, we were, it was the 01 uh, uh, Colorado Avalanche. And we were with uh, Chris Dingman, Stefan Yell, and actually, I think just myself and Stefan's fiance, because everybody else had gone home, and we were going for one last drink. And we decided to go to this other bar. And when we got downstairs to go across the street, well, all the bars let out, and it was it was a gong show. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, and Dinger, Dinger's big like both of you guys, like like Jason and. So Chris Dingman's got the cup. I got the back of his shirt and I'm pushing on it. I had to leave Yeller and his fiance behind. And the cops found us and, and grabbed us and helped us get into the bar from the crazy crowd because the fans were just freaking out that we were on the street with the cop. Yeah. And they pulled us into this bar to give us shelter and let the crowds disperse. And I had to send the police out to go find Yeller. That's amazing. That's amazing. Man, that's nuts. What's the history behind Lord Stanley? So the, the Stanley Cup's 130 years old, dates back to 1893. Uh, as we were looking at it earlier, inside the Bowl, 1907 was the very first time they ever put players' names on it. 1915 is also in the bowl, and then it started to grow from there and into a cylinder stovepipe-like. It was uh, stovepipe-like uh, up until 1947, mm. and then they created this shape with the five-tier format. Down here in the bottom is where uh, this year's winner is going to go, and they'll be on the cup for 60 years before they eventually come up and off the cup. Every 13 years, we take the top ring off, retire it into the Hall of Fame, and then put a new ring on the bottom. So, 52 years is the shortest, and 65 years is the longest you can be on Lord Stanley. Holy cow. That's pretty dang cool, man. When the band comes off the cup, it actually gets mounted in the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. Ah. How many bands are off the cup then? Yeah, three different bands are off the cup from 1927 to 1966. <laughs> Jason, just do the math, man. It's right there in your face. Listen, I wasn't going to be able to do that that quick, but yeah. That's hard, math. Math is hard. <laughs> we were saying this earlier uh, before we got on, but – in Colorado, when they iconically won it, who, who dropped it? I can't remember. Uh, 
I mean, we were, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't it like was dropped. Guy. Whatever. I mean, a guy had a bad. I don't know whatever he thought. He kind of looked like he slid into the photo, like they're going to take the photo without him in the Stanley Cup. Maybe, yeah, maybe without him, but the Stanley Cup was definitely going to be in the photo without. <laughs> So, uh, so if there is a debt or it's damaged, what is the procedure? Like, is it fixed? <laughs> I see where you're going with this. Yeah, what, I mean, it was, yeah, it was one of those things where my boss and I were on the ice when it happened. It was the F-bomb came out. And, like, <laughs> and uh, we, uh, you know, we the next morning we flew back to Colorado from Tampa. We let the guys go off the plane with it, hoist it, but we wouldn't let them go near the media. And then we said, all right, boys, we got to take this from you for a few hours. And we took it down to the rink and, uh, Worked with it on, with the trainers to get it all fixed, and then we went to uh, the party that night. All right, now. How many times has it been dented? It's a trophy that doesn't hide behind glass, so accidents are going to happen. I like that. I like that mentality. Right? I mean, we try and prevent it as best we can. As I mentioned, it's 130 years old. I want to see it around for another 130, so we do our best. We're not duct taped to the thing, but we do our best to try and keep it safe. Fair game. What is the craziest thing that's ever gone in the cup that you're allowed to share? Oh, I mean, I'll share anything. Uh, geez, I don't know. Like, everything from ice cream, jello, sushi, poutine, spaghetti and meatballs. Uh, I mean, margaritas, uh, whiskey, beer, chocolate milk, apple juice. Chocolate milk. Chicken wings. Uh, Somebody toss some uh, some chicken wings in there? Yep. Oh, yeah. That's pretty fucking good. I'm also a professional dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I just think it's such a special trophy. And the, the trophy itself is gorgeous, but it's all that other stuff. It's it's the engagement with it. It's it's what it represents uh, the, that it gets to be celebrated in your hometown community and all the people that helped that guy get there. That's exactly. And I think that's what you're saying, Jason. I think it'd be great to see the NFL and even other leagues uh, when you win your championship that you get a, the trophy for the day and share it with your family and friends and and then the team gets it back. I mean, you guys all get to keep your trophy. It goes into the stadium and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, when we finished up with the Avalanche, that's it. Go out and win it again. Yeah. I mean, they'll get a little miniature replica for their their display case, but they don't get something like this in the display case. Yeah. Yeah. So each guy gets a miniature replica Stanley Cup trophy too. I guess we didn't mention that. Dang, name it. Have you ever seen somebody spike their miniature replica? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no fucking way, dude. It was, it might as well have been a piece of cake that I spiked on the freaking ground. My replica was not given to me by the NFL. You're fucking ridiculous. Jason. You know what? I actually this have is to, ridiculous. I, I, say I would hey, never spike my ring. Here. Mike's going to have your back ridiculous. here. Maybe put I'm, me in jail. Why don't you? <laughs> Can we let the man respond? <laughs> I had a guy, uh, he had his kids playing when he had his cup, the, the big Stanley Cup, the real one here, and yeah. he had his miniatures. He'd won a couple of times, and his kid dropped the little miniature replica, and they're made of silver, too, and the bowl broke off. And I'm oh. like, oh, he was pretty chill about it, and, you know, it is what it is. And- <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, those miniature ones, like, how big is the bowl, though? Is it Could it fit, like, a whole beer in there or what? I've seen guys slurp stuff out of it. I don't know if it, it probably maybe a half a beer, but I've seen guys carrying it around and just drink, yeah. drinking out of it. Be your all-time shot glass. Exactly. Like it. it holds about maybe three or four shots in it. All right now. This, by the way, you want to take a guess how, how many can, regular cans of beer this holds? Yeah, I could do that. Let's say, I, th- I think a nice 12-pack. 12 12-pack. 12 I'm going to tip it down for you, Travis. That way you can maybe have a little better look. But... Here's my fist for Gage. I'm not. Dude, get your hands Get your filthy paws out okay. of there. I just watched so, them. So you're going with 12. What are you going to go with? Man. That might, that might be a 24-rack. Dude, it's big. That's kind of deep. Can I just go over? Can I go over? You can say whatever number you want. What? This guy's a weenie. Are you kidding me? You, you, know, you can go over 12. You, I would go over 12. I'm, I'm going to say 
I'm going to say 24. 24. Well, uh, it's 17 exactly. I was going to go 18 before I said that. Dang it. That's what you get for stealing my second guess. But 17 cold beers. Now, again, that's a bit of a, you know, to me, when you have 17 in there, about 17 or about 15 of them will fall out because it's so heavy. It just sloshes. And that's just a waste. (laughs) Not a waste beer. At least in Canada. That's a lot of beers, man. That's a a lot of beers. Oh, man. I'm so freaking jealous right now. This is ridiculous. Trev, what uh, are you, can you confirm or deny your involvement in bringing a NHL team to Kansas City. I'm confirmed. I'm not in in on anything, but I am confirmed, and uh, I'm very pro bringing hockey to Kansas City. Ooh. Um, I haven't talked to like a mayor or Pat Mahomes or anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty sure everybody's on board with getting uh, Casey a hockey team. I mean, a, a sports town like this, um, and an exciting game like hockey. Uh, and it, I guess all the expansion teams are immediately Stanley Cup like champions, or like they go to the they go to the playoffs first second year. Yeah, I think that would be electric for Kansas Cityans, man. And it would, I think the KC would show out for these guys for sure. So NHL, if you're looking for a new home team, home base, I think the middle of the country is the way to do it, baby. All right, Trav, of all the teams left in the hunt for this year's Stanley Cup, who are you taking? Who? Um, I'll tell you what, the Panthers are pretty fun to watch right now, man. Panthers? Okay. I'm going to say Panthers, man. I'm, I think Panthers got the juice right now. I'm taking the – I don't know. I just like watching them, man. They're an exciting, exciting team. I'm going Golden Knights, man. Golden Knights? Vegas? I mean, you brought it up earlier, expansion teams and winning Stanley – I don't know, there's something to it. This is like their third year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, they're in it. They're in it now. Okay, okay. Well, Panthers – uh, Golden Knights, if you guys are watching this, if either one of you win the Stanley Cup, we would love and be honored. Honored. If we could potentially meet up at some point and drink a beer from the one and only Lord Stanley. Jason's already seen the freaking thing in person. I just want to yeah. see it. I don't, I'm not going to ask for a drink. I'm not going to ask to touch it. I just want to see it in, in person. Am I being too demanding? No, you're being you right now. And, um, you know what? I'm jealous. Travis, we got to get it, get it, get a tea in KC and uh, get a guy like Ken Morrow. Uh, Ken Morrow lives in Kansas City who won the Cup of Let's the go. Islanders. Let's go. I did not know that. Yeah, he won the gold medal also for 1980 with the Olympics. So he won the gold medal and then he <laughs> went out and won four straight Stanley Cups. Trying to think of NHL. We got uh, uh, Bernie Perrant. Oh, yeah, Bernie's there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of the 76 players. So the easiest there. way is to just become friends with former well, players. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> And look, you guys, look, you guys find out that you don't even know. I'm sure they would love to come say hi to you guys, too. So, I don't, I mean, hockey players are huge football fans. Yeah, yeah. I'll bring the Lombardi. All right. There, there we I, go. I Fair. I can't. I don't have any access to it. Well, yeah, you lost it somehow. What happened to it again? No, no, no. The They don't let players uh, hang out with the Lombardi. The real <laughs> That's one. right. That's what it is. <laughs> well, Mike, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you bringing Lord Stanley on our show and letting me see it in person and Travis uh, look at it through a television screen like he's done his whole life. Right. Yeah, I don't know how much I really actually appreciate it, Mike, but I'll tell you what, man, it was fun talking to you about it. Uh, it's fun learning about it, too, man. And uh, as the cupkeeper, man, you're a legend yourself, brother. So I appreciate you jumping on. All right, Mike. Thank right. you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Awesome. Travis, thank you. You are something else, man. You are something else, huh? You freaking prick. Hey, man. Am I ever going to get a surprise? Jason has surprised me with everything. I, I, Got surprised on my birthday with Paul Rudd, and I guess surprised with the Larry O'Brien and the Lord Stanley. Yeah. When am I ever going to get something cool to surprise you about and make you feel jealous? I mean, are, are you not 
This is ridiculous. Is, is you being Travis Kelsey not fuck make you? Me you shut the fuck up! You're such a unbelievable. No, I think um, we we need to talk about it, dude. Mike, keeper of the cup. Why? Why in the heck is there not something like this with the Lombardi Trophy? Because it's it's there. Like, even if you don't league. put the yeah, but I still think. I, I think the idea of players being able to take it to their own do it in all the other interact. leagues. It'd be one thing if it was in like every league, like that's what you got, but it's not. Yeah, but it's, I think, but Mike brought it up. The NHL all the other only. leagues should do that. It's a great well, but tradition. Just let, that, let 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 the NHL have it. They figured it out. They figured that one out. They got I the guess. they get the points for that one. I think the Lombardi is as legendary as it needs to be. Man, I still fucking want another one. That's how much I want. It. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it. Uh, I would have loved that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to have too. I'm gonna fucking take it. All right. Well, before we wrap up, we do want to acknowledge one of the greatest players uh, to ever bless the NFL, a playing field, and our hometown Browns, Jim Brown. Um, R.I.P. to the legend. He's obviously had every single sports or NFL accolade that you can think of. Led the league. Led the league in receiving. Had the you know, the most yards per carry for forever really set the standard for uh, running backs in the NFL. Yeah. Really changed the lives of, uh, of countless. Um, yeah. Being an activist and doing a lot of the things he does uh, with the American Foundation uh, for Social Change. I had one, one, or, one or two opportunities to, to run into him and meet him. Being a North, Northeast Ohio guy myself, he is the legend of Cleveland. Yep. He's, the, he's the pride and joy that that city runs on football, uh, and he gave uh, you know, a sports town a lot to cheer about uh, in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, there's, there's few athletes that transcend a generation and are just that much better as players and um, as athletes than – everyone else that seems like they're on the same field and Jim Brown's one of them. I mean, he's the goat of Brown's football for sure. I think a lot of people don't realize a lot of these stats he did were with 12 game seasons, 14 game seasons. I mean, this guy put up numbers that are huge numbers for a 16 game season in the NFL when he didn't even play, he played three quarters of it. You know, you just talk about a guy, a guy dominating an error and just being that much better than everyone else. I don't know that there's anybody else in the game of football that you could put above Jim Brown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people don't even, I guess we both played lacrosse as well. There's an entire rule in the game of lacrosse yeah. Yeah. that is made because he was, he would take the ball and so, put it right here and he wouldn't have to drip. Like you now have to do this motion away from your chest cradle, because yeah, you Jim Brown would just run through everybody and score Goal after goal at Syracuse. All-American. They literally changed the entire game because Syracuse he was so dominant. All-American, yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes from uh, from an iconic kids movie, probably everyone's favorite, at least from our I era. I saw it not too long ago. Hey, remember, kid, there's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Jim Brown's a fucking legend. Follow your heart, kid. You'll never go wrong. Look at you. I live by it. Stand by it. The words of Babe Ruth. You know who reminded Big me Bambino. of that was uh, Malcolm Jenkins wrote that. We we exchanged jerseys after a game. Malcolm. Teammates, okay. And he, he had that uh, quote, heroes get remembered, but legends never die. That was what he hit me with. And one of my favorite teammates I ever played with. And um, if there's anybody that epitomizes that, um, or if there's a guy that epitomizes that quote, I think it's Jim Brown. That wraps it up. That does it, man. All right. That's the close. This episode of New Heights is in the books. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube to the New Heights channel so you can follow along and see when all the new episodes are 
released. And uh, listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, New Heights is presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by our friends at Good Old Fireball, mate. My Ooh. God, Gabe, they're getting it better than that cinnamon delight. Yeah, pound for pound, undisputed shot in America. Follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights. Show with one S for fun clips throughout the week. And as always, thank you to our production. And thank you to you, 92 percenters. We love you guys. Uh, appreciate you guys always tuning in. And until next time, enjoy it. See ya.